Welcome to the Urbane Legend Christmas mini-series. Happy holidays. I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. Cause I can no longer stand to see your faces. Yes, I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. And I've been using a fake identity so you won't find me. Well, I'm pretty sure the kids ain't mine. And I've given this all my time. But I'm driving away from my home tonight. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Urbane Legend, our very special Christmas mini-series where my uh, co-conspirator Neil Herbert likes likes to and is going to try and uh, just pull apart some of your Christmas dreams. Uh, is that right, Neil? It's sort of that. It's, it's, it's a mixture of that and just other offcuts that I've found that right. we can run into a vaguely Christmas sausage. Um, yeah, with the Christmas sausage. It's like Christmas for the listeners as well. That's that's. So good. would that be a turkey turkey sausage? That's what I imagine it would be. Wrapped in could... bacon. Yeah, with... the... dipped in Silton. Mmm. Oh, I can feel I'm my trying... arteries clogging up. I just I'm trying, trying to think. There's presumably a bit of cranberry in there as well. Um, maybe some stuffing. Yeah, yeah. some uh, some dried fruit. Hey, it's a crazy bit, bit of mincemeat. It's a crazy sausage. Um, it's all all soaked in delicious brandy. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, this series we're just uh, having a look through uh, different aspects of Christmas. Uh, for those of you who are joining in today, um, we are currently uh, over hovering over the Mid Atlantic on. Uh, Neil's very good friend, my acquaintance, uh, DJ Khaled's Dirigible, um, mm. which he uh, uses when he wants to write a new album or, or put down a new set to to put out put out on the streets. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a magnificent, it's a magnificent, it's uh, Dirigible. It's it's huge. Yeah. Um, it's Olympic swimming pool. Ascended the skies like a host of angels is how I describe it, Chris. Yeah, I think that's if anything, not poetic enough. Yeah, um, they should yeah. have sent a poet to quote that film. Yes, but they so, didn't. They sent two fucking idiots. They've got they've got all sorts here. They've got uh, Olympic style swimming pool. Got a recording studio, a, a fumador for mm. cigar smoking. Yeah, walking. Nice. Yep, got some of that. Um, it's got um, at the back. He's got a Ferris wheel, mm. which uh, is very scary because it goes right out over the edge. Oh. and yeah, uh, it's like one that's. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, it goes to the side rather than mm. down, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Go so, out into the night sky. Goes out to the yeah, thrill night. ride. Here's a thrill, especially if you're with your special gal. Mm. She cuddles up close, like <laughs> uh, the lyrics of Thriller. Um, that's what you have to do if you want to get yourself a lady. Put her in a scary situation. When so. women fear for their lives, <laughs> they, they become <laughs> take more it, take it on that nuts column. 
<laughs> yeah, That's dating right. advice, Chris. Yeah, dating advice. You're writing, writing, writing Danny Dyer's. I used to write a lot of dating advice for the magazines in the nineties. Yeah, fair enough. Um, a lot of people who took that advice. Uh, if you, if you know what we're referring to, you know what we're referring to. I'm not even going to actually explain what he said because it's so fucking disgusting. This oh, Danny, what? the Danny Dyer column. He, I was. Someone thought their girlfriend was having an affair, so he basically advocated domestic assault of a Knocking very her about, nature. Find out. It was, yeah, but even worse. Yeah, no, it was very poorly conceived and executed, let's put it like that. Yeah, but he's a national treasure now. Well, he's he is now, isn't he, allegedly, because he's been on EastEnders. <laughs> I mean, I will I will say, when the, he was, I can't remember what chat show it was on, but when he was like um, having a go at David Cameron. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, trotters up, and then it was his perfect yeah. beat, and it was perfectly timed, and he's like sweat. Yeah, <laughs> I thought but actually, where... I'll, I'm out, I'll give you that. I, I actually like like. Where yeah, is he? He's down in East with his trotters he's up. up. But he was, I mean, that was that was funny as well. But it was just amazing. Put the camera and sweat. Mm. <laughs> I think it was Richard Maybeon or something. I just remember the, the host just looking really embarrassed and just. But yeah, but he, yeah, I think he it was, was speaking funny. for all of us on that occasion. He was speaking but... for all of us. He's um. He's the mouthpiece of the, the British mm. id. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all had a moment, so it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Neil, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but on my name badge here, I've slightly changed how I spell Chris, and I've got rid of the H, and I've added a Z at the end, because, yeah. obviously, the... It's Oxford... a bit confusing, isn't it? Well, the Oxford Dictionary word of the year is Riz, which is uh, TikTok speak for charisma. So I'm changing my name to Chris uh, in a in a in a poorly thought through and vain attempt to try and get on the Jersey Shore. So I'm going to be Chris because of all it my. Does not even exist anymore? I, I've no well, idea. I know. Like, like I said, I haven't thought it through. It might not exist anymore. Is Riz a trendy word? I don't. You could be Riz. Is yeah. It's, you it's, could be making. You could be completely making up. No, it is. It's short idea. for charisma. Like yeah, you've got Riz. And, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, did you see? Did you see that guy? He had Riz. Oh, hey, you know that. So hey, have you heard that Urban Urban Legends podcast? You know that Chris Chris guy. He's got Riz, yeah. and there's Neil as well. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see, yeah, see that coming a mile off, but uh, no, you yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> well, just because I literally put jokes on a railway line and push it down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> you like um, the, you like a version of the trolley problem, but it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With jokes, yeah. Yeah. Um, So today, I believe we are looking at things or traditions that we think of as being related to Christmas, but may or may not have been, (laughs) and or if they have been, it might not have been for a very long time. Is that the catchy title of today's episode? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's probably catchy than whatever I said last week. It's basically... It's mm. a theme, and we're looking at things, you know, are they Christmassy or not? So it's not necessarily a debunking this week. It's kind of like... Um, well, this, is this just like a... We're going to look at a couple of things that are traditionally associated with Christmas and ask ourselves, are they or are they not? Oh, just a second. All, all rise. Oh. Uh, DJ Khaled's come in. Um, just to let, again, if you haven't listened, he's got an international courtroom as well on yeah. the boat. Um and he's gonna he's gonna be passing judgment on these as we go along. Uh he won't be saying anything because uh at the end of the day it, it took, it took, we can't afford him. But oh, yeah. he's but he's happy to pass a bit of paper. Yeah. Um 
Oh, okay. Sorry. No, carry on. Just thought I'd. Um, no, that's fine. We should definitely explain that. Bullet, to, thought, to just the thought I'd, I'd bulletproof the conceit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just make it even more needlessly conceding. Conceding? I don't. Conceding a lot. It's been a long day. I guess I concede nothing. Um, right. Where are we going to go first? I don't know, Neil. Why are you asking us? Let's start with Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. It's a song. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, but it's right on the It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Was that, um, I have a feeling that was like a Christmas advert or something when they did, didn't they have like a, a, a hip hop Santa or something? Bridget, did they? What? No, jingle no, it was, it was kind of like, it was like a, you know. West side. <laughs> it was like a Santa I'd like to fuck. <laughs> that's all centers for you. That's why you're not allowed in the mall. <laughs> no, he's gonna they did give yeah, he got some guy coming in just like um he was you know doing them doing his like cool guy thing, but he Oh I don't know. The only hip hop Christmas It was for like one. Marks and Spencer's or something like that, but oh. they had like um well, an older handsome gentleman, but he was you know doing doing his sexy centre thing and a little bit of a dance and they did like they hip hopped up the uh, the music. I think it was Santa Baby, not um, Jingle Bells. Actually, thinking about it, Santa Baby, come down the chimney with my whizzy. Someone's going to be coming down something, but anyway, let's. So uh... um, I know because obviously, like the best Christmas advert. I'm sure ever. I didn't hallucinate. I can't that remember. Happened. I can't remember who did it. It might well have been Marks and Spencer's, but the song was the Run DMC. Um, Christmas in Wallace or whatever it's called. Okay. Yeah, that which is a hip hop Christmas song and it's very good. Is it John Lewis the one they always bang on about? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, who are you saying they? Guardian reading tofu. What you mean? Yeah. Woke karate. Other than the tofu bit. Right. Anyway, um, John Lewis, uh, for those in different countries, is a very it, store in the UK. Very yeah, and it's quite expensive. Oh, but very equitable to their workers, you know. So, all they well, sharing the profits. You say that, you know, but I work for I work for Waitrose, which is owned by John Lewis, and it was shit. That's so, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they are they are equitable to their workers. What a lot of people like doing is they will go into John Lewis because the people there are very knowledgeable because they care about their job, mm-hmm. and you'll say, you know, like what's what's the best walk. And they'll go, okay, well, how often do you use it? What are you going to do? And then they'll show you and go, okay, this one's good and this is the reason why. And you go, okay, that's great. And then you fuck off home, go on the internet. Buy it This is why Bezos has all the cash, Chris. Anyway. I thought it was just because of his delightful laugh. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, 50-50 on that one. Right. A man, a man who says he doesn't understand music. Make of that what you will. <laughs> you surprise me. <laughs> Creativity in general. What is music, you man? Why, why do these these points on the audio spectrum make you a man? <laughs> hmm, this this is a very confusing, you man. It's, sim- it's simply differentiations in the uh, wavelength of the audio waves, and it seems to make you move. I just I'm thinking of now Jeff Bezos about the end of Terminator Two. It's like now I, I know, know why you cry. Yeah. It's something I can never do. I can't look but anyway. Does that yeah. laugh as he sinks into the molten? Yeah. The molten I'm not going to try and yeah. do Bezos next. I have no idea what it would be. Um, 
I imagine it's like this. Hi, I'm Jeff. I opened a bookstore and now I get to penetrate space. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. That sounds about right. <laughs> it, sounded so, it sounded like a Rick and Morty character. I'm Jeff Bildos. I hope he hears that. Merry Christmas, come. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we all think. I don't know whether it's because it's just like the sort of general zeitgeist in the world at the moment and like everyone's having a bit of a sort of quiet Christmas. Yeah, and a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah like I've, I've, been, I've, I've noticed that this mini series has been quite chippy. It's a bit feisty, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you bear away. <laughs> you to do something fun and entertaining for us over Christmas? No, it's got real fucking mood on everyone. Sorry. Anyway, come on, let's let's get back to oh, the Let's environment. ruin Jingle Bells for people, even yeah. though they probably know this fucking fact. I don't know it. Don't you? So, I don't know you, no facts about the bells. Jingle Bells, you would assume it's a Christmas tune, yeah? Yeah, well, it's called Jingle That's Bells. Christmas Carol, isn't it? Yeah. How much fa- Well, it's got a one-horse open sleigh. It has got... Well, in fact, I believe that was the original title, one-horse open sleigh. So it was... Well, I'm going to... This is the History Channel has got a load of facts about it, but we'll, we'll move through. I'm going to I'm going to pick through a few of those just so you can okay. get some flavour of it while we go through. So it was written by J.P. Morgan's uncle. Good, another great guy. Yeah, 1820s songwriter James Lord Pierpoint composed the music and wrote the lyrics for the Holy Standard. James Lord Pierpoint, jingle bell, jingle bell, all the way. Pierpoint wasn't much of a family man. Good. He was the son of a fiercely abolitionist Unitarian minister, the Reverend okay. John Pierpoint. They get better and better, this family, don't they? Yeah. From an early age, James Lord Pierpoint sought adventures far away from his family in Boston. <laughs> Good for school. him. Yeah. Went to the Gold Rush and then the nice. Jingle Bells. Yeah. I can't be bothered reading all of this out, so we'll just read through a bit. Of... Oh, he was a rebel in more ways than one. This is, this is pretty much the um, John Pierpoint story by the sound of it. But... Okay. Jump here, boy. Oh, no, this is not so great. Rebel in more ways than one. While his father and brother took fiery stands against slavery... He was well for it. Pierpoint became a staunch supporter of the Confederacy. So do you think that... Do you reckon he's just one of those people who, like, is just always, like, whatever their family does, does the opposite? Yeah, just a contrarian. Yeah, got real... Uh, No, actually, I think... Yeah, we've all met them down the pub. <laughs> Just, uh, um, if you knew the facts. Uh, actually, the sky isn't blue. Yeah. I have access to Wikipedia. <laughs> so, yeah, he wrote a lot of Confederate anthems, including Strike for the South, We Conquer or Die, and Our Battle Flag, We Conquer or Die. What, so well, jingle you're going to be doing some dying, lads. Later. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have fun with that. Um, was the oh, so Jingle Bells was a Confederate marching song? Rapidly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for this, Chris. <laughs> Down this rabbit hole. I mean, they were. Um, I was just going to expose the fact that it's not actually traditionally a Christmas tune. It could t- it just takes place in winter. But I mean, they I, um, I didn't realise it was written by the slave-loving <laughs> Confederate fucking. And boy, wasn't I wasn't expecting this at all. I mean, they're full of surprises. The Confederacy, aren't they? They were. Um, yeah. They're a lot more camp than they make out these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do declare. 
Jingle what? my jingle my bells. Oh come on, it's what's uh, what, I've forgotten his name now. What's the your, your lad who um, assassinated Lincoln? Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. He was an actor, wasn't he? My memory's got. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, he, he you know, so he guns him down, then jumps onto the stage and six and Pateranis <laughs> running up, <laughs> breaks I mean, both his legs. Yeah, it's that's pretty. Um, that's pretty, pretty theatrical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep, so there you go, uh, Proud Boys, um, which is an incredibly camp name. So, <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely, there's, there's def- well, and there's definitely a camp, camp runs through white supremacy, like, yeah. like through a stick of rock, doesn't it? High camp. Yeah, yeah there's something quite, um, yeah, there's something there. Right, um, yeah, it wasn't Jingle Bells. Well, Major it? Uniform. Here we go, boss. <laughs> oh, get her. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, be... I've got a lovely new Chanel tech. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, boys, you line up, take your shirts off, do some exercise, I'll film it, for show them what a real man looks like. <laughs> Come at us, right wing. Come at us. <laughs> So, mm. sorry, I was just giving you, give what? Jim was giving you room for the English another one. Um, I couldn't think of any more. No, right. I'll, I'll probably pop in throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. With character <laughs> <laughs> will keep popping up when there's yeah. many of them. Um, Jingle Bells was the song's original name. Yeah, it was One Horse Open Sleigh. Mm-hmm. Not One Horse Open Slave. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what probably was in the One Horse. Yeah. It was, Ugh. So probably don't sing Jingle Bells anymore would be my yeah my takeaway can- from this. We're cancelling Jingle Bells. Um, yeah, I'm gonna to... and it was not intended to be a Christmas song. Here we go. This is what they're saying, and then we'll go on to the final one, which is yeah. I mean, it's I didn't realise it was going to go down this route. So although Jingle Bells is now a Yuletide staple, there is no mention of Christmas or any holiday in the song. Some historical accounts report the tune was first performed for a Thanksgiving service at the church of his father or brother. But the lyrics may have been too risque for an ecclesiastical audience. because well, he's with a single lady and a one horse open sleigh, isn't he? Oh, is he? Mm. Oh. Oh dear. Devil's Ooh. devil's work's going on in that sleigh, Chris. Oh, just fanning myself now. <laughs> <laughs> you Even the songwriter's rebellious You have the advantage nature. of me, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably imagine he had some pretty interesting views on women but anyway let's not yeah i would imagine so but probably a suffragette wouldn't they yeah the less less known verses of the song describe picking up girls drag racing on snow and a high-speed crash <laughs> i mean that's a pretty you know you're interpreting that pretty strongly and the lyrics go go it while you're young in the final verse of the second standard get it, about get it while you silent night Get it while you can. Any holes a go. Crash your fucking sleigh. Then go have some booze. And I'm not even going to read out the last part. I'll just do the title. The song may have been first performed in blackface. But of course. Finally. Dying art form. Yeah. And it was the first (laughs) song ever broadcast from space. So there you go. It was a... What? What? Nine days before Christmas in 1965, two astronauts aboard Gemini 6 had just completed a rendezvous with Gemini 7 when the crew suddenly gave a troubling report to Mission Control. We have what an object. Are they, 
What are they talking about, Gemini 6 or Gemini 7? What, there's a mystery space programme. I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke, but because I think they're... they're they said they saw Santa. Santa. They saw yeah. Santa. Looks like a satellite going from north to south up in a polar orbit. He's in a very low trajectory, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Little prank. Number one. Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I, I would have thought they would have um, managed to weed out the pranksters from the old astronaut. Apparently program. not. <laughs> a couple of jokers in the pack. Oh, dear. The, the tense sound of the unidentified flying object was suddenly broken by the sound of jingle bells with Wally Shearer playing a tiny harmonica accompanied by Tom Stafford shaking a handful of small sleigh bells they bought along for the space voyage. Well, I mean, the thing it's is... It's good to know every precious gram that was in those days, like, the, like, a cost per gram would have been about... That was an extra half dollars. million on the space yeah. <laughs> Someone else didn't get to go into space because they had to play that no, They had to leave behind, like, four really important scientific yeah. experiments. What's all this docking, Gemini's docking and stuff? Is this building the International Space Station or something? So they were saying aboard Gemini 6... Because I don't know of like spacecrafts well, like. I'll look it up. I don't know. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the um, space. The, I don't know the space because you know you've got like, Apollo, whatever. Yeah. Creed. And I can't remember what the um, the Russian ones called. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Have you seen any of those new Creed movies? It's supposed to be no. good. Michael. Yeah. What's his Wallace. Face? Wallace. Yeah. He, I mean, to be fair, he must be sick of being referred to. Yeah, no, NASA have got a page on Gemini 6 as well. Like it was the, it's the fifth crewed Earth orbiting spacecraft of the Gemini series. Um, like, yeah, it was, they, they, wanted to make, they wanted to make rendezvous in orbit. I think it was okay. just a show that two spaceships could... Make love. Yeah. Make love in a vacuum. Yeah, and it was Stafford and Shearer, yeah. A couple of pranksters. Yeah, tell them I they, hate them. They both look like they're in their 60s, so I imagine they're in their early 20s in this picture. This isn't the 60s, so... Well, no, they wouldn't have been because, like, to become an astronaut, you've yeah, got, you've got to be like a test pilot and all that. Haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be, like, an Air Force pilot and then a test pilot for years and years. So, like, I think your mid-30s would be the earliest. Yeah, no, they're probably in their 40s or 50s, to be fair. Well, <laughs> thanks very much for it now being a historical record that the first... Song sung from space was a Confederate <laughs> slavery yeah. anthem. Yeah. Cheers, lads. There you go. I mean, presumably they didn't know. That's why you've got to educate yourself. That's why you've got to have a little look up, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, Neil. Um, so, is it Christmas, is it not? I'm getting a bit of paper here from his honourable sir, Mr. Kellyant. And he. Uh, he says guilty. It's not a Christmas song. I think we've, I think we've thoroughly debunked any notion. You have debunked it. Christmas. Not, a, not only is it that, but it's also yes. pro- probably a song that should have been left in the past. Yeah. And right. it was only written by somebody who wrote those other songs. It, it, by itself, it doesn't have any of those connotations. But yeah, it's uh, mm. a, you know you're going to have to quite heavily separate the art from the artist on that one. With, with almost everyone now, isn't it? But yeah, I mean that's a problem, isn't it? It's like. So the other one, so I've got uh, an article. If people knew what we got off to up, Paul, thought you'd take much. No. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, yeah, if you're going to talk rubbish for like, I mean, how many hours of this crap have we put together? It's, I don't think it's crap. I think it's inspirational. Sorry, how many hours of this inspirational life coaching have we? It's been, uh, it's been a couple of hundred. Yeah, it's got to be like a week's worth or something. So, uh, 
Well, that's why the CIA were interested and funded the mission. Ticks you off in all of that. I'd be surprised. (laughs) Probably listen back and hate half of it. What comes out of my mouth. Um, So it's from Forbes. Yeah. So it's a wonderful life. Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Suicide film. Mark Hughes, resident edgelord from Forbes, is here to say why is and, and ex Wells Shaban United striker, Wales Man United striker, yeah, and ex Wales manager, I think, wasn't he? I believe he did manage Wales for a time, yeah. yeah. Sparky. What does Sparky oh. want? Sparky. Does he want, does he want to does he want to mumble in Welsh like this? He wants to tell us why uh, it's a, a wonderful life is not really a Christmas movie. Really Christmas movie. And in fact, he's gonna posit what is a real Christmas movie? Die hard. Tell you what's a real Christmas movie. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas with Jack Skellington, or whatever he's called. I've never seen it. Any good? If you're a kid, I'm sure it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I like some Tim Burton stuff. Um, I, I, I draw the line at those Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies. Well, they've just yeah, made another Tim- Timothy Chalamet, haven't they? I don't know what well, I think. I mean, the problem with him is he he constantly feels the need to put his husband, Johnny Depp, Johnny in Depp it. into this, yeah. No matter how far he falls. Well, he's just, it's all just a bit done, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It was fun a while back, but, yeah, you kind of... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like you've got to find your De Niro. So I quite like... I quite like... Not De Niro, what's his face? DiCaprio. I quite like stylistic stuff, right? So, you, yeah. so like, directors who have kind of a stylistic... Yeah. Theme, because like Wes, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson? yeah, yeah, he's got his own thing. But the thing is, I think that it, can, you know, it can start to all seem a bit the same. Yeah, you can become a bit of a parody of yourself. I mean, I, I, I really like a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. Um, yeah, and the thing is, it's not just yes, it's very deliberately staged, and you know, and the way it's all you know presented and everything else. Um, but also, a lot of it's well written, and you know, I re- really like Grand Boot. Budapest Hotel, actually. Do you? Yeah. Very well done. Is that uh, because yeah. you're a massive fan of Victor Orban? Yes. Good. Me too. No, it's, it's just... Good and finally, it's some, funny, finally someone's standing up for Russia. Yeah, well, if only. <laughs> um, yeah, that and uh, well, obviously Royal Tannenbaum's is great. But yeah, no, I'm generally... I, I, you like Wes Anderson, maybe? I think, I've only seen a life, I think I've only seen The Life Aquatic. If you haven't seen Royal Tannenbaum's, I'd really recommend that, actually. Probably his best movie. Okay. It's and it's the least kind of I mean, Grand Pitbull sounds very good, but it's very much it's out, you know, very obviously it was Anderson movie. Raw Tenenbaums is kind of like it's it he's not quite disappeared into that whole thing as much. Also did a very good version of Fantastic Mr. Fox. So that's more kind of stop motion animation. So mm. bit but Neil, what has that got to do with whether it's Absolute a wonderful life? life we're talking <laughs> as, as usual, I just suddenly saw go on about films for a bit. Right. Mark Hughes, Sparky. Many Sparky. years ago, I was among a few people to write articles declaring Die Hard to be the greatest Christmas movie of all time. My article on one of those... Can, ju- can I just say that um, before we start this, yeah. I don't think that this is a hot take. What, the, the <laughs> I think it's Christmas is, movie and that um, It's a Wonderful Life, isn't it? Yeah, I think, it's quite, I think it's quite old news. I didn't say they were going to be very difficult to debunk, Chris. I just said I was going to... Mm. I didn't say there were opinions that anyone held anymore or probably ever had at the bar. Well, to be fair, if you go into to form a Wales of Man U 
legend Mark Hughes to write yourself to write a, He's a film, correct, isn't it? a film opinion piece, then you're not um, you're not necessarily going to get get blistering yeah. insight. Well, you know. So come on then, what does what does this joker have to say for himself? You should see his book on Fellini; it's masterful. Anyway, um, let's. I'll I'll, I'll chunt through quickly because we don't want that much longer. Yada 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 sparked a lot of backlash, but since the debate continues, and since many people are adamant that Die Hard cannot be a real Christmas movie, I decided to take a look at another beloved holiday classic to see if it can stand up to similar scrutiny. Um, similar scrutiny. The result, I'm sorry to tell you, is a shocker. It's a Wonderful Life is not, in fact, a real Christmas movie. Mm. Oh, no. What will we do? So let's have a look. So reaffirms his conclusion that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie ever made. Right. It's a Wonderful Life can't be a Christmas movie if we're going to take hard on it. So firstly, the majority of It's a Wonderful Life isn't even set during Christmas. Right. Most of the film has nothing to do with Christmas at all. I mean, it is a weird one for Christmas holidays, isn't it? So have you seen It's a Wonderful Life, Chris? No. Is, yeah, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. So basically, My mum's got it on DVD. She likes it. It's, a good, it's worth to watch. It's, good, it's one of those old classic movies. Frank Frank Capra, I think, um, did a lot of good movies, did the original The Thing, and, um, yeah, yeah, I think he's got Friday, a bunch of other uh, good black and white films. Is this the one? No, that, that's a different... Possibly yeah. something like it. Oh, I can't remember. Might Who's the, what's the one which has got the um, the guy's got a drinking problem and he sees the rabbit? That's a similar film, isn't it? Oh, did I? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the listeners are screaming at the radio yeah. right now. Tell the podcast, don't worry about it. There's only there's only us two left. Um, yeah, no, he we're basically, the first, we were the first in, and we'll be the last out. He goes down to the bridge on Christmas Eve yeah. and contemplates suicide. And it says, yeah, what happened? Yeah, and then he sees like, an angel comes down of what happens if he hadn't lived. Yeah, if you didn't live in this worse. town, this is what happened. Yeah, and it's a bit worse. Um, yeah. It's much better. It's much better. Well, it was worse then because his house Clarence, is going to get that's the, the angel. Yeah, Clarence is the angel, and this is how he earns his wings. And yeah, the reason he wants to commit suicide is because he's he's they're going to foreclose on his house. The evil banker who lives up on the hill, and then in a moment at the end, lovely Christmas bit. The whole town comes out and pays the banker's fees so that he gets off the hook and the banker retires back to his mansion with another eight grand in his pocket. Another eight grand? Yeah, that was what he owed, eight eight thousand pounds. Or they were gonna foreclose on his house if he didn't pay it back. So just to say it was a Jimmy Stewart film called Harvey, where he sees he get like he's an alcoholic and he sees an imaginary rabbit who's his mate called Harvey. Ah, okay. Sounds a bit like the premise of that one where he's guys singing an imaginary dog. It's that sitcom, I can't remember what it's called. I think you guys are spinning anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, because this is Jimmy Stewart as well, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he points out that, you know, so mainly he's pointing out here in this Forbes article, it's quite long, so we go through the whole thing, but there's not a lot of Christmas in this Christmas movie. Right. Musical school's not very, musical school's not very Christmassy. No, it's all thrash. It's about suicide. Banker wins in the end. Um, does that sound like a Christmas it? message to you, Chris? Well, I mean, it depends on, you know, if you want to harden yourself to what life's really like, really. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's not all for tinsel and fairy lights, kids. Yeah. You know, the, light, the, the likelihood is a bank is going to take your money and you're going to try and top yourself <laughs> at some point in your life, like all the rest of us. 
So, you know, uh, think on. Better, better if you feel right, maybe the tan will help you out. If you haven't, you're going to end up in the pond. Carrying exactly. anywhere in his wings. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Somebody gets saw as old as time. So, scores. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Um, right, so... I the premise is the rest of it, but yeah, I mean, basically, so the premise is that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and it's a Wonderful Life isn't. Let's see why he thinks Christmas and Die Hard is such a good Christmas movie. I'll see if it goes through that much. Say, so, well, it's got Christmas soundtrack. Yeah, so it's a Wonderful Life has attempted suicide, financial fraud, inequality, and a man refusing to give a woman back her clothes after she lives in the public child death. An adult beating a child as his ear bleeds, war deaths, the reinforcement of the motion the poor and working class should accept their lot in life. Yeah. Daddy had a banking system corrupt. Yeah, I mean, but there you go, that's Frank Cap. We... What does he say about Die Hard? Insist Die Hard cannot be a real Christmas movie, despite the fact that you know, he's got a soundtrack full of Christmas songs, mm-hmm. Christmas related musical cues. He says, Ho, 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 motherfucker, now I've got a machine yeah. gun. He's a villain who is similar to the Grinch. I think he's slightly pushing it there. <laughs> I don't what, think what, Alan what? Rickman was, was channeling the Grinch. In that yes, one. he was. He said so afterwards. I'll tell you what, I'd like to see an Alan Rickman version of the Grinch. Alan, but the reason why that was his first role in Hollywood, and the reason why I got it was that the casting director saw him playing the Grinch at the Albany. Oh, there you go. In Panther, yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's me corrected. I don't like to do it, Neil, but sometimes you just got to be done. You just veer off a little. The gaps in your knowledge are quite astounding sometimes. So, regular guy facing insurmountable odds. Here's one, actually, I'll give him that I haven't thought through. Um, his wife's called Holly. Coincidence? Right. You decide, listener. Yeah, his son's called Noel. There's a Christmas party sequence, I mean, in which some guy gets shot in the face, but never mind. Well, it was a standard Christmas party down yeah. the East End. You know, scene where the guy walks on broken glass with bare feet. That's quite Christmas, isn't it? All the, That's the red Christmas coming out, yeah. <laughs> Christmas is red. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Like the blood of Santa. Um, in fact, we can begin a whole new era of reassessing and rejecting Christmas cinema now. Yada yada yada. Oh, I don't know. I didn't put together a terribly compelling argument. I mean, read it yourselves, and listeners, if you. If so, what's happened? So, here we go. We've got a bit of paper, and his right honourable Lord Judge Khaled has uh, not guilty. This he doesn't. He doesn't agree with the man's premise that yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas film and it's a Wonderful Life isn't. Doesn't give us any more of that. Whether he thinks one, you know, one is or one isn't, yeah, no, just doesn't agree with him. Just didn't agree with the premise. Agree, and he's left. So, um, if you've got, yeah, well, I, think, I think Christmas movies can be a fairly broad church. I don't really mind. It's kind of. I can. Do you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with watching trains, planes, and automobiles at Christmas because to us it feels like Christmas because we don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, what else is Christmas? Um, is it Home Alone Christmas? I think Home Alone's Christmas. Gremlins is a Christmas is. movie. That's Big is that a Christmas movie? Might as well. It, not really. I think it's in during the summer. But Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, that Christmas not? movie. Yeah, Terminator two, possibly. Yeah, Terminator. That's a Christmas movie. Christmas yeah. movie. Crash. That's a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, Crash. <laughs> Showgirls. Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Itch, Itchy the Clown. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I think you were going to say um, Itchy the Killer or whatever it's called. That's oh, that's right. Yeah, Itchy the Killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Christmas pretty movie. Awful. Yeah, the Ringu. Christmas Ringu, movie. Christmas movie. A Serbian film, that's a Christmas movie. 
<laughs> any I've never seen it. Apparently, it's awful. But yeah. Oh really? I thought you just meant any film from Serbia. No, they no, only, there's a specific one Christmas which movies. apparently is a load of horrific stuff in it. I, I don't even know. The in people. Bruges, that's a Christmas movie. In Bruges. Well, yeah, actually, that I think that is a Christmas movie. I know. That's that's what I said it. They're all Christmas movies. All Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry, not just yeah. making it up now. Fuck it out. The Long Kiss Goodbye. That's a Christmas movie. What was that? What was that movie? In fact, what was that franchise? Coming to America. That's a Christmas movie. Yeah, where they coupled together three people, mouth to anus. What was it called? Human Centipede. Yeah, Human Centipede. Three. That. That's We've a done Christmas it. movie. We've done it. Why are you being coy? We've done it up here on the blimp yesterday. Um, I've yeah, forgotten uh, the title. Tra- I do remember it. Trading Places. Six, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Bruce's Millions. Bruce's Millions. That is a Christmas movie. Uh, Any which way but loose. That's a Christmas yep. movie. Over the top. That's a Christmas movie. Every movie is a Christmas movie. So Every movie is a Christmas yeah. movie if you've got Christmas in your heart. If in your which heart, yeah. We mm-hmm. don't. And with that, we will leave you yeah. to think of to go and watch some Christmas movies. And um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye. Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. Driving away from my home this Christmas. And the pub said he could get me a job in the Merchant Navy. Guess driving away from my home this Christmas. I've had all the supermarket loyalty points transferred to your name. That's right.